0: Thank you for downloading Rabbi Levy Cooper's A Shot of Torah, a podcast series from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. Levy offers people all over the world Hasidic content for download at elmod.pardes.org. If you also want to join Levy's monthly Hasidic Lore Series newsletter, please visit the link included in the description of this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, subscribe at elmod.pardes.org.
1: This is Levy Cooper coming to you from Pardes in Yerushalayim. As the coronavirus spreads, governments are issuing various restrictions, and those restrictions may impact the way we celebrate the various festivals in Adar, in particular Purim. In light of those restrictions here in Israel, I wrote directives how to keep the halachot of Purim in the shadow of the spread of the coronavirus. And I opened those directives by saying that we are obligated to follow those directions both by general Israeli law and according to halacha. Now the fact that we have a civil obligation, that is obvious, but I was asked by somebody How can you say that we have a halachic obligation, an obligation according to Jewish law, to follow the directives of the Ministry of Health? I think that's a good question. And first, before I answer the question, I want to explain why the question is such a good question. Now we have in halacha, in Jewish law, various rules that require us to act carefully and look after our health. Certainly, we have obligations to look after the health of others. There are verses in the Torah that tell us that we have to look after ourselves, and there are verses that that say that we also have to be careful not to cause harm to others. In fact, one of the medieval authorities, the Tosfot, They write that a person needs to be more careful that they they should not harm others than they should harm themselves. There's also a principle, (laughs) chamira sakanta isura. Things that are dangerous are more stringent than things that are prohibited. Let me explain that rule. Let's imagine that I make a cholent and into that cholent falls a small piece of pig. Now, is that cholent still kosher? Well, we might say that if there are 60 parts of cholent and only one part of pig then that pig is batel beshishim. That pig, it's as if it doesn't exist. And yes, you, uh, cho- you can still have the cholent since the non-kosher item fell into the cholent accidentally. But what happens if a small amount of poison falls into a cholent? Do we say that if there's 60 parts cholent to one part poison, you can have the cholent? no. If there is a small amount of poison in something, we are even more careful, and we do not eat that cholent. So that's the rule: chamira sakanta meisura. Things that are dangerous are more stringent than things that are forbidden, like, for instance, pig. So all those reasons tell us that we have to look after our health. But that is not the question I'm addressing at the moment. The question over here is, if the government says, gives directives, do I have to listen to those directives? Let's imagine that I am not convinced by the government's directions. I think that the government, let's say, is exaggerating. Or I think that the government's directives are useless. In such a case, do I still have to listen to what the government says? Do I still have to follow the directives of the health ministry? And I think that there is a halachic reason. There is a reason, according to Jewish law, why those directives still must be followed. And I think that we can explain it with three reasons. The first reason is when we say <laughs> that things that are dangerous are more stringent than things that are forbidden, who defines what is something that is dangerous? In this case, it is exactly the government, the Ministry of Health that is issuing that Definition. They are the ones who are saying that this virus is very dangerous. Once they have defined this virus as a Sakana, the halachic rule, Chamira Sakanta Mei kicks in, and we need to be very stringent in following those directives. That's the first line of thinking. There's another line of thinking that also requires us to follow those government directives. There is a rule in the Babylonian Talmud, Dina Demalchuta Dina, that the laws of a government are also halachically obligi- obligatory. Now this is a very complex rule. It appears in the Talmud Bavli, in the Babylonian Talmud. And one of the questions that is often raised is whether this applies to Bavel, to Babylonia, and to other places outside Israel. Would this rule apply to a Jewish state as well? I don't want to get into this very large issue. Let me just say that there is room to apply Perhaps Dina DeMalchuta Dina, even in the state of Israel. And if we do apply that rule, Dina DeMalchuta Dina, then that's another reason why we must follow the halachic directives. We must follow the directives of the health ministry according to halacha. And a third reason is that the community has an authority to issue directives and to make rules and regulations for that community. And in this case, we could look at the State of Israel as a community and the elected officials as the official governing body of our community and that official governing body, that kahal, can legislate and those, legis- those legislative rules are incumbent upon the community even according to halakha. So my friends, I do think we need to follow the health ministry directives. Let me just add one more point. I think that the challenge is not just following the directives of the health ministry. Certainly, in my community, here in Sur Hadassah, we are law-abiding citizens. And if the government and the health ministry issues directives, there is no question in my mind that anybody who sees him or herself as part of my community will follow those directives and will not endanger the public. The challenge is not how do we keep those directives, the challenge is how, while keeping those directives, do we retain a sense of community? Those directives are requiring self-quarantine, separating people. How do we as a community make sure that at this time of separation, seclusion, quarantine, we still have a sense of community. It's possible that we are fortunate in this generation, with all the electronic means that we have of of communicating one with another, that we can still reach out, not physically, but electronically, to our friends in the community, who are going through periods of self-quarantine, of seclusion, and let them know that despite being cut off, they are still part of the community and we are still thinking about them. In my mind, for law-abiding citizens, that is the real challenge, making each other feel part of a community even at a time of seclusion, separation, and quarantine. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the Beat Midrash!
0: Thank you for downloading Rabbi Levy Cooper's A Shot of Torah, a podcast series from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please give us a five-star review at iTunes, or wherever you download your podcast today. We appreciate your feedback and look forward to having you listen again at elmod.pardes.org.